This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, June 23rd, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. For the vast majority of people who would like to immigrate to the U.S., it's effectively impossible. Cato's David Beer, author of a new paper on the subject, explains why navigating the Byzantine immigration system gives lie to the notion that it can be done legally and simply. It is almost a joke among fans of immigration. That is to say, people who are trying to mimic the other side will often say something that I do hear from people who are broadly opponents of immigration, which is, why don't they just get in line? Well, I just, I just want them to do it legally. And that is just a pretty common sentiment among people who, let's be frank, don't know very much about how the immigration process works within the United States. So help those people understand why that that may not be the best comeback that they might think it is. Right. Our legal immigration system is much more akin to a lottery than getting in a line. Uh, there is random chance distributed throughout it and your odds of making it through the maze is very, very low. And so, yes, we have, there are many immigrants here. If you exclude the people who married or were adopted, the numbers are extremely, extremely low relative to the size of the country and the, the demand for green cards. And so, at the end of the day, you only have four tracks, four potential opportunities to come. And those are the diversity visa lottery, which is literally a lottery. In 2018, before the pandemic, about 20 million people applied for the lottery. Over 20 million people applied for the lottery. Fewer than 55,000 were selected uh, for the lottery. So obviously, again, that's that's just random chance, you know, one in 500 chance of getting it. The refugee program is pretty much the same in terms of your odds of getting through, except it's even more biased. Only certain nationalities can apply for the refugee program. And you have to be referred usually by the United Nations in order to, to come and, and less, than, less than one in a thousand people who are displaced by government actions around the world have the chance to enter under the the refugee program you have a hundred million people displaced around the world the united states accepted twenty five thousand last year so again it's yeah the, we see the 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 miscommunication ultimately comes down to we see the people who got in we don't see all the people who got excluded and so it seems to us from the Americans' perspective that people are getting in, there's, this, there's these different options, you can find a way to immigrate, but just like you know, winning the lottery, we see the, we see the people who win the lottery, we don't see all the people who played for 50 years and lost their life savings gambling it away. It's in the same way, we don't see the people who get turned down by the system. And that's the vast majority of the people who want to immigrate to the United States. It's almost worse than a lottery because when you, you and I, I don't know if you play the lottery, I don't, but to the extent that people play the lottery, you just plunk some money down. The odds are random. 
and you may or may not win. Most likely, you will not win. In our immigration system, there are certain ways that you must conduct yourself. It is a difficult Byzantine process, and it involves a lot of work, and you're still probably going to lose. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're talking about a huge investment of time and money, and it's not just your time and money. I mean, this is part of the the issue with getting in the line rhetoric is you can't just get in line. I mean, you can apply for the diversity lottery. Anybody who's from a country that doesn't send very many immigrants to the United States, all the top countries are already excluded from applying for the diversity lottery. You know, in that unique scenario, yeah, you can just submit an application if you have a high school degree and a way to support yourself. But that is the exception. Every every other program, you need the government to sponsor you. You need a private person to sponsor you, a family member to sponsor you. So it's not just your time that's being consumed. You have to try to recruit somebody else to spend thousands of dollars and a huge amount of their time in order for you to be able to immigrate legally. And it, again, even there, the odds are against you. So, you know, if you look at the family-sponsored system, most people know, okay, if I marry a, someone who's a foreign citizen, they'll get here eventually. Right now, you're talking two, three years of going through this torturous process. You, you and I had a conversation with a guy who was a U.S. veteran on the podcast who you know, spending years trying to bring his fiance here. And even when she eventually comes, they won't get a green card. They have another two-year process ahead of them before they even get there. So even for the category that's the easiest, you know, it's uncapped, you know, you can bring your spouse over if you're a U.S. citizen, it's torturous. But if you're sponsored under a different category, let's say you're a sibling of a U.S. citizen, I can sponsor you but you're getting in a backlog where I, as your sponsor, is more likely than not going to die before you get the chance to immigrate. And the, the get-in-line claim, that is the simple and wrong claim that you can just get in line, it, it's, it get, that, that claim becomes more wrong over time, given the growth of the backlog itself. Yeah, that's right. So in 1990, when we reformed our immigration system last time we updated these caps, there were about less than 3 million people in the family-sponsored backlog at that time. And now there are over 7 million people waiting in that queue who have been sponsored by a family member. And it's just unimaginable. I mean, some of these people will never, they'll never apply who are eligible. They'll never even apply to get in that line because it, the line's going nowhere. If you're a, a Mexican immigrant who has a qualifying family member, there's no hope for you. you you're not getting it if you're a, a, an adult child of a legal permanent resident or a U.S. citizen or a sibling of a U.S. citizen. Yeah, there's this category that exists, but it's only processing people who applied in the 1990s and early 2000s. It's not going to ever process you. So our, our system is so incredibly out of touch with the demand and the realities of the the system and and the the amount of people who want to come it's just you know yes 
people can immigrate, some people immigrate, but again, it's it's luck of the draw. You had to apply many years ago, and today it's not working at all. Given the amount of wealth in terms of both time and money that it takes to actually attempt to navigate this system, again, even in those cases with an unclear likelihood of success, you know, you and Alex Narasta have made the, made the claim that it might be easier just to say, hey, write a check. You know, if we're going to radically simplify the process, it's probably wealthier people who are able to navigate this process to begin with. Doesn't, doesn't it make sense to cut out the middleman in a sense and say, look, just, just write the check and we'll radically simplify this whole process? Right. There's huge amount of money being spent on this process already just to adjudicate these extremely complicated categories and uh, evaluate these these intricacies of the law. And then people, if they're in the U.S., they can appeal. If, if they're not, they'll reapply again under a different category. It's just a huge waste of, of government and private resources. And yeah, if you just cut a check to the Treasury pay down the deficit a little bit the the worker gets to come in quickly the you know that is a much better idea uh, for a legal immigration reform than anything that's been on the table really in the last 50 years now this is slightly off topic but to the extent that there is a system that could be implemented for any of these categories perhaps all the categories that would be agreeable to the people who broadly make the claim, just get in line, what might that look like? That would be agreeable to the people who say, just get in line? Well, if, if, if the issue is the line, right. and I just want this to be done legally, let's take that claim at face value. Well, right. I mean, so there's, there are really two buckets here. Really overwhelming majority of Americans think there's this line, you just get in it, you wait a couple years. Cato did a poll a couple years ago. We asked people, what's the maximum amount of time that someone should have to wait to, to immigrate? And a super majority said less than, than five years. Super majority. And, and that's like, <laughs> that would be exceptional. I mean, if, if that was the case, I mean, you'd have an immigration rate to the United States that's 10 times what it is. And that would be a functional process. People, okay, five years, I got to wait. All right, I'll, I'll deal with that. There is a huge gap in knowledge between what people think the system is, what it actually is. There was another poll that asked people to estimate what percent of the U.S. population they thought was an immigrant of any type. And Americans believe that the the share of the, the population that are immigrants is double what it actually is. So right now it's less than 15%. Basically, you're talking about one in three immigrants, uh, people in the United States being immigrants. This would be the equivalent of 75 million more immigrants being in the United States. So there's this huge knowledge gap between the reality and what people believe and I think there's plenty of room for policy change to reflect people's perceptions. People already believe this is the case. They already think the line exists. I think 
Congress should be moving towards what people believe is already true and sort of match reality onto people's perceptions. David Beer is author of the new Cato paper explaining why legal immigration is impossible for the vast majority of would-be immigrants. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 